Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, how marriages fall apart and how to fix it sooner than later. So I've been doing this for uh, for years now, and I'm just really kind of wanting to explain to you guys the pattern that happens of how a marriage goes from being good to getting a divorce. So you can see where you are in that process and come get help sooner than later. <laughs> So uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD, and I am a marriage coach for high achieving uh, Christian men who want more intimate marriages. So I want to share a win of the week from our uh, our program. So it's one of our gentlemen. He says, I've embraced changes, habit changes in my life. I feel it all around me. Several people have mentioned they see a change in a positive way. And I feel these changes are only the beginning. So the program, what we do is we install these new habits we go from having unattractive habits to having attractive habits so that you can be attracted to your wife and feel great about who you are. And today I'll explain kind of a little more uh, about that as well. But this is what happens, guys. When you do this, you can't help but have a better life in marriage when you change these habits. Okay. So a lot of the guys that I talk to, you know, they're surprised by their wife's decision. They're saying, oh my gosh, Mike, like, Things were, sure, we were having problems, but this was like such a shock. I couldn't believe that she asked for a separation or or a divorce, right? Or they're just, they can't understand why their wife wants to have sex with them less or why it's not happening because they're already doing so much for her. Why can't she do that one thing for him? She had an emotional affair. How could she do that? How could that ever happen? Okay. She's asking for a separation. Where did that come from? right? Um, she's asking for a divorce. Wow. You know, I can't believe this is happening. So the guys will usually just be surprised, right? Um, they'll be like, things seemed okay. Or, you know, they seem like not that big a deal, but look, I didn't expect this. Right. So the point of this podcast today is to help you recognize the signs that lead to the end of a marriage. And so you can see where you're at and get help sooner than later along this process. So we're going to talk today. We're going to go from the most obvious signs to the most subtle signs. Okay. So obviously the, the most obvious is if your wife asks for a divorce. Okay. No confusion there. Your marriage is in trouble. If your wife's asking for a separation, that's kind of right below that as an issue if you're already separated. Right. So unfortunately, this is a lot of times when men do decide to come up for help is when one of these things happens. Okay. Usually their wife's given them a lot of chances for change and is making this decision after a lot of careful thought and planning. Okay. So uh, Jeffrey's Taiwan, he talks about this, about how there's this significant confirmation bias that you won't change. Okay. They are set in their mind. You're not going to change and that's it. Right. And so anytime that you go back to your old ways, right, she's going to take that as another sign. Yep. I made the right decision. Okay. That's why you have to get to where you are consistently showing that you are a different guy and do that over time. Okay. So the thing is, it is possible. It's still possible to overcome this and create connection and intimacy. Again, if you go to MikeFraserMD.com, you go to results, you'll see, you know, I've worked with guys who have been separated, have been near divorce, who pulled it, pulled it off, right? Created that connection. You can do it, but it's a lot more difficult <laughs> than if you can catch it in this process a lot sooner. Okay. So before separation, 
the big problem is disconnection. So what that looks like usually is sort of like a checking out mentally or emotionally or infidelity. Okay. It's usually what that looks like before you go to separation or divorce. So checking out or infidelity. So again, checking out that can be mentally, just you're not really in it. You're going through the motions, but you're not really there emotionally. Same thing, you know, yeah, my, my, my husband's here, my wife's here, but you know, whatever, we're just kind of like going through the motions, help the kids leave the house or whatever. Um, or physically, right. There's just no sex, uh, no touch at all. Right. You're not holding hands. You're not giving each other a hug. You're not kissing. Okay. So again, the symptoms are going to be infidelity, which will be pretty clear, you know, or maybe, maybe it's hidden, but it could be happening, right? There's emotional or sexual pornography. You're going into pornography as a way to just kind of escape, um, uh, emotional affairs. Again, you're spending more time with work or friends or your wife is you're just out of the house a lot more because you just don't like being there. Um, you're spending a lot of money because it, that does give you a little bit of a, a dopamine boost. Uh, some of my guys do this, right. And it's common, especially with guys with resources to start spending money because you do get a good feeling from that. Okay. But it's checking out. You're checking out your marriage at that part. At that point, you're overeating, you're getting overweight. Again, as a way to kind of just manage the stress, but that's, again, checking out, you're not engaging. Again, limited touch, you're not hugging, you're not kissing, you're not holding hands. Um, you just have kind of roommate communication. How's your day? Fine. You know, what are we doing tomorrow? This and this. So yeah, let's take kids here and that's it. That doesn't go beyond that. Okay. So what you're doing, you're searching, you're searching for some kind of connection through other people or through things. Right. So through other people would be like, you know, an affair or time with friends or work or whatever church, right. Getting overly involved in church, um, or with things like the food and, uh, you know, food, pornography, buying stuff. And what you're trying to do here is you're managing those feelings of anxiety, anger, sadness, and loneliness. So if you know yourself doing this, you know, as your wife doing this, you can know you're, you're in that kind of checking out phase. And again, after this, right, is separation. So this would be a good time to come get some help. <laughs> okay, your wife, she's feeling neglected or she's felt not listened to for a long time. And you probably have as well, right? You, you felt like your quote unquote needs aren't getting met. I don't like that phrase, but people use it a lot. Um, you're not meeting my needs. My needs aren't being met. Um, you know, you need to meet your own needs, but... <laughs> We'll explain that more later. Um, but but you feel this way, right? That you're not really listened to. You're not really, you know, you're going to say stuff like, your wife will say stuff like, we just don't communicate or you just don't listen. Okay. There's less and less sharing of hopes, dreams, and fears. I mean, at this point, none of that's going on. You're not really knowing anything about, you're not sharing those hopes, dreams, and fears. You don't know your wife's, right? Or there's, you know, sometimes there'll just be this total disconnection or sometimes there'll be these frequent arguments depending on your guys' kind of complex style. You have these arguments, 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 and they just don't go anywhere, right? There's no resolution. Okay, so at this point, you're in the checking out phase and it's definitely time to get help because next on the horizon, separation and then divorce, okay? So the overall feelings, feeling hopeless, feeling frustrated, feeling angry, okay, it's tough. So right before that, right? Before the checking out and infidelity, there's a decreased sexual intimacy. Okay. And this is another time a lot of guys will come and look for help. Okay. So sometimes there, with decreased sexual intimacy, sometimes there will still be a little bit of that, you know, communication, a little bit of, 
uh, you know, connection, right? And in fact, like on the outside, things can look okay, right? Things can look like outside your marriage might look pretty good, but inside you're, you're not having sex at all, right? And you're really upset about that. This was more my situation. I was, I was, you know, escaping into pornography and definitely into my own thoughts about other women a lot. Um, so I was kind of in that checking out phase too, when things were really tough in my marriage. Um, but, uh, you know, from the outside, again, we, we looked like we were doing okay, but really we weren't, um, at least internally, like I wasn't doing well. Okay. So again, decreased sexual intimacy comes before that checking out. And it's not that you don't have some checking out with some of these either. Right. Um, but usually sexual decreased sexual intimacy comes first. Like my wife and I were still talking and stuff. Um, but there were deeper issues and we'll get into that next. So again, with decreased sexual intimacy, either there's limited sex, no sex at all, or it's just duty sex where your wife really isn't very involved. She's not very excited. You know, I talked to a guy the other day where they were, you know, talking about this and, um, you know, went to someone who like a church person who recommended, well, if you want it every day and she wants it one day, why don't you do like four days a week? What that's going to lead to is her feeling not listened to. Okay. And maybe she's having duty sex, but she's going to hate it more and more as time goes on because these deeper levels aren't going to be addressed that we're going to get to in a minute. Okay. So anyway, you're feeling like you don't have sex enough is usually the issue. Okay. And she complains she'll say stuff like, well, I just don't feel like it. Right. Or can't we do it less? Or it's just not that important to me. Or even like, I'd be fine if we never had sex again. That's a really tough one to hear. I've heard that one before, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's hard. Right. And a lot of times at this stage, it's distressing enough for a guy to come and get help. Okay. So the guys that are here, right. Like this is a good place. It's better to come here. Right. than later when you're checked out, your wife's checked out, there's affairs going on and all of that. Okay. But what we can do and what some people will recommend is we'll just have sex more, right. Does not fix the issue. Because the issues aren't just that you're not having sex. There's deeper problems here. We have to understand what led to the decreased sexual intimacy so that we can have that be a great part of our marriage. Okay. So right before decreased sexual intimacy, there's going to be decreased mental and emotional intimacy. Always. Okay. Always, always. So what are the symptoms? What is her wife going to complain about? She's going to say she just doesn't feel understood or you just don't feel very understood. Okay. So you'll know if you're here, if you can't really clearly describe right now what your wife's hopes, dreams, and fears are, you know, what does she really want to do? What is she afraid of? You know, what does she really want to accomplish? What is she working towards? What are her big goals in life? right? If you haven't checked in on that for a while, you could be here, right? Okay. So if you are, you know, in that, um, low sexual intimacy, you probably can't answer those questions, right? Or if you do, they're probably wrong. Like if you say, Oh yeah, I know all that. Like if you hadn't checked with her, you'd probably be wrong on most of them. Okay. You, you don't have a deep understanding of her beliefs about money, about sex, about in-laws, about parenting, about religion, or about how time should be spent. You might think you do, but you probably don't, right? If you're having less sexual intimacy, like if you 
really tried to understand her beliefs about this right now, and you asked her, oh, is this what you believe? She would probably say no. Okay. You, okay. So here's another one that's kind of tricky, but like you rarely have differences of opinion. Okay. So again, from the outside, your marriage can look pretty good when you don't have good mental and emotional intimacy. Yeah. You're, you're going to church. You're uh, taking the kids to school. You're operating. Okay. You're maybe you're even going out together sometimes, but your discussions don't get to these deep levels. Okay. You're just kind of operating on the surface. Yeah. You know, things are okay. We're doing okay. There's not intimate communication. There's not telling the things that are bothering you on either side, or at least not in an effective way, right? Maybe you bring them up, but then nothing happens, right? You don't get to a solution when you do bring up these important issues. So again, from the outside, your marriage can look pretty good, but inside you actually feel neglected and you're actually very unhappy. And probably there's not as much sex going on as well as a result of this. Okay. So inside, here's what you can feel like. You can feel like you're losing, right? In money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, and time while your wife is winning in these areas, right? So with money, you're spending too much. You're spending it on stuff that you don't think is important, but you're doing it because you want her to be happy, right? But inside you're resenting that with sex, right? We talked about that. Probably when this mentally emotional intimacy is low, sexual intimacy is low too. And you're kind of like, well, I guess I can be okay with that or whatever, but really you're not, all right? But you're acting like you are, but inside you are hating it, okay? With them, lies, you're spending too much time with hers, not enough time with yours. You're not able to set good boundaries there. Uh, with parenting, you're pretty much doing things her way. Um, or you or you feel like she just should do all the parenting, right? And you're not really a team in this, Okay. Like another way to think about this stage is you're not really, um, a team in things, right? You're, you're going for a lose win. You're kind of a team, but inside you feel like she's always winning (laughs) with religion. You know, you or her are doing things that you maybe don't really even agree with just to try to make the other person happy. Okay. With time, maybe you're spending all your time at home. You've neglected, uh, hobbies outside of your marriage. You've stopped developing yourself outside of the marriage. You're not spending time with the friends and family that you want to or hobbies, okay? Because all in the name of trying to do nice things for your wife. But really what this is, it's decreased mental emotional intimacy because you're not actually being who you are. You're trying to form yourself into somebody that your wife will like and appreciate and want to have sex with, but it doesn't work that way, okay? So... Again, inside, again, outside, people are like, oh, your marriage is so good. Inside, you're like, man, I, I do so much for her, but she doesn't do much for me, okay? She's winning and I'm losing. And that's how you're feeling inside. So, and even though you feel, you feel all this, you rarely really bring it up. And when you do, it's just out of anger, okay? And then you apologize quickly. You go back to trying to, to you know, do happy wife, happy life. You do everything she wants and you hope you'll get what you want eventually, Okay. That's the promise of happy wife, happy life. If I make my wife happy, she will then go ahead and make me happy by doing the things that I want. Okay. So this here's here's how you can tell if you're in this decreased mental, emotional, intimacy phase, if you're just in this frustration, if someone asks how you're doing, like you'll say, okay, but if they just wait for a little bit and they really care, like you'll almost feel like crying or maybe you will start crying. Like that's how I was for a long time where again, from the outside, things look great. But inside I was really having a hard time, you know, feeling ripped off. Like I was doing all these right things, but I wasn't getting 
anything back. You know, it's hard. So you're constantly trying to please your wife and make her happy, but maybe she's happy sometimes, maybe she's not. And you are definitely not getting your end of it, right? You're not getting your side of my happy life. So like I'll go to the car sometimes and just scream because I was like, man, I just can't do this. I'm doing everything that I can. I'm not getting what I want back. I'm not getting attention. I'm not getting appreciation. I'm not getting affection. I'm not getting sex. Like when's it my turn? When do I get something out of everything I'm putting into the marriage? And what this really is, it's the, it's the mosquito cycle, right? So what the mosquito cycle is, is you do nice things for your wife, right? But with the expectation that in return for you doing nice things, you're going to get back from her attention, appreciation, or affection. So you do the dishes, you expect her to say, oh, you're so wonderful. Let's go have sex, right? Because um, you read that somewhere, okay? So then sometimes that works for a while, right? And the reason I call it the mosquito cycle, right, is you're trying to suck off attention, appreciation, affection, sex from your wife, right? You're doing these nice things, but you're, you're sucking that, trying to suck that back off. And it can work for a while, um, but eventually she knows that your intention in serving her is actually to get something back You're that you want that happy life part of the happy wife part. Okay. You're actually trying to make her feel good. So you can feel like a good husband, which is manipulative, right? So eventually again, she stops giving you attention, appreciation, and affection, and you start getting frustrated, right? That's when you're in the car screaming. That's when all this stuff's happening, right? So what happens usually is you either explode or you escape. So like when I ran to the car screaming, that was an escape. Okay. When I was thinking about other women, right. Looking at pornography, that was an escape. Okay. Uh, when I worked, when I would just do work all the time, right. That was an escape. And sometimes I'd explode or like, why can't you do this? Like, why, why can't we have sex? Why, you know, I'm doing so much for you. Right. And the funny thing is she could even feel like, yeah, I probably should be attracted to you because you know, you are checking the boxes, but I'm just not. And what's going on there is this, right? She senses the mosquito cycle, but maybe she can't describe it very well, right? But she knows that you're doing it because you want something from her, right? You're doing these good things, but it's because you want something back for it, right? And so she doesn't like it. (laughs) So that's what's going on in the low intimacy phase, the low mental emotional connection phase, right? You're having issues communicating with her. She can't communicate with you. You're stuck in the mosquito cycle. The mosquito cycle, it's fueled by internal problems and internal problems create a lack of safety. Your wife doesn't feel safe with you because of these internal problems. Okay. So the biggest part of the mosquito cycle, right? Is that you're trying to get your sense of self-worth from your wife, right? So you want her attention and appreciation so you can feel good about yourself. You want her to give you a hug and kiss and have sex with you so that you can feel like a man or feel like you are attractive, right? So again, it's mosquito trying to suck off all that stuff from her, okay? Because you don't feel good enough on your own. So that's a lack of safety, right? When you're trying to take something from her, that's unsafe, okay? And it's fueled by this lack of true self-worth. Okay, you're trying to manipulate her. You're trying to make her happy so you can be happy or feel like a good husband. Okay, a manipulative person is not a safe person. Okay, you have difficulty asking for what you want in a clear way. So that's a lack of integrity, right? Dishonesty. You have a hard time saying no to your wife or other people. You're a people pleaser, right? This is an internal problem because you're trying to make other people happy so that they can 
kind of give back to you that feeling of being worthwhile and good enough. Okay, that's why I have a time saying no. That's why I have a hard time asking for what you want because you can't, you know, own that for yourself that these are the things I want. I can say no to you. You can be upset and that's okay, right? You have a hard time with that right now. And it actually is a lack of safety because you're being dishonest. The number one trustworthy trait, according to John Gottman, trustworthiness. Okay, that's why when you start speaking your mind more, right, letting your wife know that you're upset in a strong way, not in a whiny, explosive way, okay, it's actually a good thing. It shows you're more trustworthy. Okay, you have an inability to manage your emotions properly, which again is lack of safety. That's when you're exploding and escaping because you can't manage your frustration in an appropriate way. Okay, so you start being manipulative, start being hurtful. Explosions and escapes, they really are hurtful to your wife, especially explosions, right? But when you're escaping into pornography or like an affair or something like that, obviously hurtful, even though guys will sometimes say, oh, I never meant to hurt you. Never say that, by the way. It's such a dumb thing to say. I never meant to hurt you. Like, just own up to it. You hurt her and it was your fault, right? No, oh, I didn't mean to do that. No. Okay, don't say that. <laughs> so can't manage your emotions properly. And so that's in the moment. Emotions come from thoughts. So really it comes from your inability to manage your thoughts properly. And look, if, you, if you're a guy who can't manage your thoughts and emotions well, are you a safe person to be around? Not really, right? So you had all these internal problems, lack of safety from her. So now she's not going to want to share with you. Okay. So that's how you don't get mentally emotional intimacy. And that's how you lose sexual intimacy, right? And that's how she starts to check out and escape. Okay. It dials back to here, these internal problems, this lack of safety, or you could say lack of attractive traits. Okay. Again, being hurtful towards your wife, right? Exploding, escaping, you know, throwing her under the bus, making her seem less than you, one up thinking and behavior, thinking you know better than her, um, you know, kind of subtly putting in this idea that I, I work harder than you in the marriage. Like I do the dishes more. I, I don't take naps. I don't, you know, rest. I'm not depressed. I'm not anxious like you are, right? Um, putting in these kind of ideas like, oh, like I'm above you in the marriage. Okay. That's hurtful. And again, that's a lack of safety. If you're, if you're someone that hurts your wife, of course, she's not going to be safe. You know, we, we, that's obvious with physical abuse, right? Like if you're beating your wife up, it's clear she's not going to feel safe, but if you're mentally and emotionally beating her up, putting her down, that's also a lack of safety. Okay. And it's more subtle, but that's what leads to this lack of mental and emotional intimacy. Okay. So again, if you're feeling superior and you're not really valuing her opinions, you're not really listening to her, again, that's that one-up thinking and behavior. It's not safe for her. Okay. So you're not trustworthy. You're not being honest with her. You're not expressing your opinions, right? Because you're having a hard time, like having enough value in yourself to express your opinions and ask her what you want and set boundaries and say no, right? Um, and you're acting superior to her, right? And sometimes you're exploiting and escaping and you can't manage your emotions, right? You're not a safe person. You don't have a strong foundation and all of that's very unattractive. Okay. So do you expect her to share her deepest thoughts, feelings, and emotions with someone like this? No, because he can't handle them. Okay. He can't manage his own emotions well to hear something that might be difficult for him. Okay. Again, that's why that leads to that lack of mental emotional intimacy, because she feels like she can't tell you if she's upset about money or sex or in-laws or parenting or religion. She feels like she can't share those deep things with you because you won't be able to manage it in an effective way. You won't be able to understand her. You'll fly off the handle. You'll go into a depression, right? You'll like freak out. Okay. 
Um, so you've got to get this under control, right? You've got to be able to manage your own thoughts and emotions well and not slip into being hurtful towards her, even if she's being hurtful towards you, okay? It's all this internal issue, right? Building up this internal strength. This is the foundation, right? And this is what we attack in my program, right? In love, intimacy, and legacy, because this is it, guys. Like, it all starts here, okay? So we do a lot of work right here. So here's just a review of the overall progression, right? So a poor sense of self-worth means you're hiding your true desires. You're a people pleaser. You have a hard time asking for what you want. You have a hard time saying no to people. Again, because of that people pleasing thing, you're doing happy wife, happy life, right? Okay, I'm going to do all this for her. So hopefully she'll do what she wants for me, right? You're trying to make her give you attention, appreciation, affection, so you can feel good about yourself. You have one up thinking and behavior because you need to be above her to feel good about yourself. You're going for a lose win. Because you're saying, okay, well, you know, I'll just, I just want to make her happy, right? So you do more than your share. You don't ask for what you want, right? You go into manipulation. Again, if you're trying to make someone have an emotion, if you said, I'm going to make you sad all the time, right? That would be called mean. But if you're saying, I'm going to try to make you happy all the time, that's usually called nice, even though it's not. It's still manipulative, okay? So, and you're in that mosquito cycle. I'm doing these nice things, but I expect back from you in return, attention, appreciation, infection, so I can feel good about myself. When I don't get it, I'm going to get mad or I'm going to explode and escape because I can't manage my thoughts and emotions well. All that tells your wife, this dude's unsafe. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to share with him. So that cuts out in mental, emotional intimacy, right? And then when that's not there, the sexual intimacy goes, eventually that leads to checking out, eventually that leads to separation, then divorce. Okay. So again, you have that poor emotional management. So you explode or escape, you're hurtful. Uh, yeah. And your wife feels unsafe with you and feels hurt by you. Okay. So that's very unattractive. She doesn't want to be with someone who can't manage himself, who's going to be hurtful, who's going to be needy and whiny. Okay. So again, that leads to less mentally emotional intimacy. She doesn't want to share things with someone who can't manage himself or is going to be hurtful to her. And that leads to decreased sexual intimacy then she's checking out. She's looking for other options. She's looking for other guys who are more safe, who can, you know, manage themselves well, who have a good sense of self-worth and can understand her, have the communication skills. Okay. So she's checking out or she's just kind of hanging in there until the kids leave or whatever. Right. Um, then that leads to separation and eventually divorce. Okay. That's the sad progression of how a marriage falls apart. Okay. The good news is you can avoid all of this, right? But you do need certain skills, right? You need a strong sense of self-worth that's not dependent on her, okay? This is a big one because what that happens is then you get rid of happy wife, happy life, right? You're going for win-win, okay? You are not trying to be above her anymore. You see her as an equal, okay? You're able to ask for what you want. You're able to say no, okay? You're not dependent on her attention, appreciation, and affection. You're just being a good guy because that's who you want to be, and that is when she will give you more attention, appreciation, and affection, okay? You're able to manage your thoughts and emotions, and that leads to emotional safety, okay? When she knows you're a safe place, when you're not going to be hurtful towards her, you're not going to be one-up, you're not going to be manipulative, you're not going to be so dependent on her being happy, right? She's going to say, okay, yeah, you know, when you're not going to explode or escape when you're frustrated, okay? That's when she says, huh, okay, yeah, this is a guy I can actually open up to, right? So she starts opening up to you. Now you need the ability to communicate clearly with her, right? 
to understand her at a deep level, okay, to express yourself, to get to win-win agreements. So now you've got increased mental and emotional intimacy, okay? So now you're feeling like a true team, right? You're both winning. At this point, you guys are just so connected. It's, it's amazing, right? You're in a really good spot. And that leads to great sexual intimacy. You're a team in mental, emotional. She feels safe with you. You guys are connected mentally, emotionally. Then that leads to great sexual intimacy, right? So that's the progression of a great marriage. Again, the bad marriage falls apart with you having internal issues. The great marriage starts with you fixing those internal issues, right? And then being great at communication. And then that leads to real team teamwork and um, being a team through life and partners through life. And that leads to great sexual intimacy, okay? So join Love, Intimacy, and Legacy and start learning these skills now, right? The best time to start is way down on the, hey, I'm not really happy in my marriage, right? If you're just kind of feeling a sense of, huh, like I'm not really happy here. That's the time to come in and get help, right? Because it's a lot easier to make the changes there, right? You've had less time to for your wife to, you know, get sick of all these things, right? You've had less time to build in these habits. Like these these habits have already been built in over a long time. So to adjust them, the more days you spend in them, the, the more ingrained they get, right? The bad habits. So today is the day to start fixing those habits. It's today, right? So don't wait until these later stages and then be quote unquote surprised when your wife's not attracted to you, when she's not having sex with you, when she's not sharing her deepest thoughts, feelings, emotions with you, when she's, you know, having this emotional affair, right? And you're, you're shocked. Okay. After this episode, you should not be shocked anymore. You should understand clearly why this is happening. Okay, and what you need to do to fix it. And I would love to help you fix it because you can 100%. So visit MikeFraserMD.com, okay? Or you can go to StrongMenStrongMarriages.com if that's easier and click on work with me, fill out your application and let's get to work, guys. Like you absolutely can turn things around, 100%. You building these habits like the, the gentleman was talking about at the beginning of the episode today. And it's it's inevitable, when you fix these internal problems and you can communicate well, you're a safe place to be. You can communicate that well to your wife. It just happens it, that you are someone who's attractive, right? It's impossible not to be. So come join today. Let's get to work. I'd love to see you in there. Again, this is for high achieving Christian men. So high achieving, meaning you're doing well in your career whatever that career is, you're a professional, you're an executive, you're a business owner, something like that, right? Reason why is that as high TV men, we have certain kind of problematic thinking that this program really addresses and helps you get a handle on. Um, so that's why I can help best. And Christian, because a lot of this focuses on Christian principles, because um, my belief is that that's our best example. If we can be Christ-like men, that's strong, that's attractive, that's who we want to be, right? We're really building an army of guys who are trying to prepare the world for the second coming of Jesus. That's the biggest mission of this. Um, and uh, when we become that kind of man, it just, it happens. It, it has to happen. It's inevitable that it happens that you're more attractive to a good woman. That's just what happens, right? So come today, start shifting those habits today. Don't wait until things get more problematic because if you related with any of the things in this episode, 100%, you're going 
the wrong direction, right? And we need to get going the right direction. And the sooner you get going the right direction, the better. Okay. Especially if you've got kids, right? You want to set that good example for them. So again, visit MikeFraserMD.com or strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Click work with me for high achieving Christian men. All right, then stay strong. We'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.